Welcome to Ride the Wave podcast, presented by the Center for Spiritual Living West Hawaii, whose vision is to contribute to an emerging world by supporting humanity's awareness of its spiritual connection. We hope you enjoy the following message. Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you here this morning. I'm going to pull up my talk on my little device here. It keeps me on purpose. Thank you, Arliss. That was perfect and beautiful. It truly was my talk encapsulated in a meditation this morning. So thank you. I love it when everything comes together just the way it's supposed to come together. And we can trust that. We can also trust that in our own lives in terms of divine right order. Things are flowing just the way they this morning. And so I'd like to acknowledge Pam for the beautiful Valentine's Day display she's given us on both tables. In the back, there are orchids with hearts on them. There are these beautiful roses, the lights. It's just magnificent. Thank you. And everyone else who's participating this morning, thank you for your service. There's, takes a village. Or Waikoloa village, and it takes a village. So here we go. Well, this movement from me to we is a really profound movement for all of us in consciousness. And I love the fact that this is our theme. And our theme is also transformation. So I don't know about you, but I've heard about transformation a lot. In our movement, transformation is one of those buzzwords that they're always talking about. And there's a part of me that gets a little irreverent and thinks, transform me to you know am i am i gonna become something else what what's what is this and the idea is that we transform into who we truly are into the beingness that's at the center of our essence self and we let go of more and more of the things we've accumulated in life, those conditioned beliefs and responses that hold us back from really being who we are. And here's a key to that. Our theme is love this month. All the great scriptures of the world, it doesn't matter which one, every single one I've read, and I've read a lot of them, talk about love being the nature of God, the nature of source, the essence of all that is. If that's our nature, that's what we're transforming into. We're transforming into our loving self, where we know the we. We're one with the we. There's that sense that all life flowing through us and we are one with all of it. And at a deep essence, this is profoundly true. But in our daily lives, how do we live that? How do we move forward in life by loving? And so one of the things that I love in spiritual practice is we can take the end result. And what is our end result? Transformative love. Becoming the love that we truly are. 
we take that as our means. This is how I am going to reveal myself, is I make a practice now out of my end state. So everything, let me remind everyone, everything is happening in consciousness first, second, and last. Consciousness is the alpha and the omega of our lives. Love and consciousness are one and the same thing. The nature of consciousness is love. How do we practice this? It is a state of consciousness. There's an invitation for us then to love like there's no tomorrow. How many of you have lost a dear loved one? Did you have regrets? I mean, we often have regrets. Somebody passes away and we're so filled with love for them. Even sometimes when they've been a very difficult person, when it's been a tough relationship, maybe especially then we are left holding a bag of love. And I know that when my mom passed away, who I was very close to and had a difficult relationship with, I adored her. I followed her. I was taught by her. Some tough times. When she died, I felt, I did nice. What held me back? And so I began to make a practice of not holding back, of letting people know, of just giving that compliment when it occurs to me, when I'm feeling affection. I began to make loving my practice. I don't want to be left holding this love that I never got to share, that I never got to express. And so then, we begin to get to the place, well, how do I practice this every day? After prayer and meditation, I begin to practice love. Now, if you want to kickstart your love heart, go read some Rumi poetry. He does a great job. He knows love inside and out. So read some Rumi. If you need a little inspiration to kickstart that love muscle inside, get that going. But I begin then, after prayer and meditation, in my spiritual practice, my practice is to love. So I begin to look around and find something to love. Now this morning, my husband drove me here. I got to love all the way. I got to practice that. So between Holuoloa, and Waikoloa, there is a vast field of lava. It looks like this giant, empty world of lava and some, and some brush, you know, some kiave trees and other things that are out there. And goats. And so normally, normally, in my everyday mind, driving along, I want to get there. I want to get there. 
And wherever I am is just in the way, let's get there. Right? This morning I went, no. I am loving this wide open vista that lava gives me. If the lava wasn't here, there would be hotels and houses and gas stations and shopping malls and all kinds of people everywhere. Instead, there's this vast field. That's the difference in love. And so we start to make love a spiritual practice. And sometimes it can be confused with blessing or appreciation. Those are forms of love. A blessing is love. We're extending love. When we bless each other, when we pray with each other, we're extending love. We want the very best for each other. So we begin to make a practice of that. And I love Arliss's meditation this morning that she had us work on or look at somebody that can be difficult for us. Sometimes those are the juiciest relationships. They have been in my life. Great teachers. Not to make ourselves a doormat. Somebody that gets walked on. But somebody that loves and appreciates and can continue to love and appreciate in the midst of difficult circumstances. Now, that's when we hit pay dirt. You guys know what pay dirt is? It's that old expression when they would do mining and they'd be digging and finally they hit the ore. And they go, what's pay dirt now? Everything we pull up is going to be what we're looking for, gold or silver or whatever, right? So for us, when we come to that difficult place, where we're feeling judgmental, harsh maybe. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be a roadblock at the side of the road. But when we feel that come up, there's an invitation now if we make a practice to soften. And let me find something I can appreciate. The whole thing transforms. We transform we begin to experience more of that free flow of love and less and less of the judgmental, cutting it down, retarding it, moving it down, experience of that judgmental mind. And we've all got a judgmental mind. There's nothing to be ashamed of there. You can't exist as a human being functioning in the world without the ability to discern and make judgments. We know that but we also don't want it to get in our way of reaching our full potential. So when we talk about Valentine's Day, doesn't that bring up romantic love? Of course it does. Yes, it does. And even little kids in school, like my little grandkids right now, they're all excited about what their little Valentines are going to be. Are they going to get the little hearts that are candy? Are they are they going to get cards from their friends? How is this going to be expressed? And then it moves all the way up to my kids who are talking about me babysitting for them so they can go out for a Valentine's Day dinner, date night, to that place inside ourselves where we ask, do I feel lovable? Do I feel loved? That's the essence of it right there. You know, I don't know about you, but when I was in my 30s, 
Romantic love was so important to me. And I wanted to be loved so badly. And I had a strong feeling that if I could be loved, well, I would be happy and all would be well. This was not articulated in my mind, by the way. It was just something that I was looking for out in the world. And then one day, I happened to be with my partner at the time, and they were expressing their love for me, and I felt absolutely nothing. Shocked. This person expressing their love to me that I adore means nothing to me. What is going on? Then I had an epiphany. I realized the only love I can feel is the love I can feel. It's what I can let in. It's what I can accept. Is how much I can love myself. Yes, we had somebody just cough and had to leave the room. So if it's an inside job, and loving myself ends up being the key, then it's time for me to make myself my Valentine this year. And so I'm going to invite you to do that this year, is make yourself your Valentine. Make yourself the one that you're paying attention to. So I have a little questionnaire for you this morning. We're moving into that part of the talk where we're going to start looking at this questionnaire. And I went through the internet looking for a really good little questionnaire on self-love. And there were a ton of them. But I got stopped on the real self-esteem inventory, which I've printed out for you. And those of you online, I'm sorry, you don't have a copy but I'll read some of it to you. And the reason I was attracted to this was because in these 25 questions, there were a few where I went, ooh, they got it. Okay, there's something I need to work on. And so I'm going to read some of these to you. I like and accept myself as I am right now, even as I grow and evolve. I am worthy simply for who I am, not what I do. I do not have to earn my worthiness. Wow, that's a biggie. If you were like me and raised by parents who felt accomplishment was really, really important. And in fact, I was a little bit trained to be a human doing, not a human being then this is a big thing. I am worthy for who I am. I get my needs met before meeting the wants of others. I balance my needs with those of my partner and family. We can add work in there too. I easily release negative feelings from others' judgments and focus instead on living my life with integrity and to the best of my abilities. 
Another biggie. That's a biggie. How often can you be in a room full of people that are loving and appreciate you and somebody makes a slight snide remark, just slightly, and you think about it for the next week? You know what I'm saying? You let go. It's like it's just Velcroed onto us. So the key is to peel that off, let that go. It's not the truth of our being. It was somebody in a mood saying something and let it go. And number five, I always tell myself the truth about what I am feeling. Imagine that for a moment, that you accept yourself so deeply and completely that you are allowing yourself to have your feelings, whatever they are, even if you don't express them. You don't have to express them, but it's important to acknowledge that you're feeling a certain way when you're feeling that way. Because it's natural, and you're allowed, and you're worthy of it. I feel of equal value to other people, regardless of my performance, looks, IQ, achievements, or possessions. And here's one that I love, number nine. I learn and grow from my mistakes rather than deny them or use them to confirm my unworthiness. And number 10, we could do number 10, quite frankly, I think we've got everything in the bag here. I stop my critical self-talk and replace it with a nurturing, kind, encouraging voice. I love, respect, and honor myself. I'm gonna invite you now to look over this list and find one that you'd like to work on, that you'd like to commit to, to changing, to transforming, to up-leveling it into love. Some of them as we're going down. I am a person of my word, and I follow through on the things I commit to do. Believe it or not, that takes self-esteem. To follow through on our commitments, regardless. I forgive myself and others for making mistakes. Mistakes are good. How do we learn? Someone said this morning, we've got a new part of our program. And somebody else said, oh, we're always having something new. And I thought, what a beautiful way to, what a beautiful way to be. I hope, I hope we don't lose that because it means we're allowed to make mistakes. We're allowed to, to continually improve and up-level ourselves as we see fit. I love the newness flowing in. I love this one. I spend quality time with myself. I spend quality time with myself. But how often do we spend quality time with ourselves and make a practice of love? Make a practice of loving ourselves. Make a practice of accepting ourselves. Letting go of those places where we hold ourselves hostage for not living up to our own mark, whatever that was. When can we do that? Let ourselves off the hook. You know what? I forgive myself. 
I accept myself. I know I was doing the best job I could at the time. I release unreal expectations of myself and others. The biggie. The biggie, because how do you know it's unreal? You know, there's a part of us that, that wants to envision the greatest that's possible for each other. Yet at the same time, that can become a trap to not loving ourselves and each other where we are right now, just the way we are. It's okay. What if somebody could come to you right now and say, it's okay. The way that you are right now is enough. You are good enough. You are good enough. You are pure and perfect, just the way that you are. And then being able to take that in and accept ourselves and love ourselves and see ourselves. That frees up so much of our life for that expression of love and that free acceptance of love. You see, now when love comes in, we can take it in because we know we're worthy. When somebody gives us a compliment, oh my goodness, that's beautiful. Thank you for doing that. You have such an articulate way. Oh, I love your sense of humor. We don't go, oh yeah, but you know. Take it in. Oh, it's wonderful. I'm appreciated. I'm accepted. I'm seen. I'm recognized. There's a poem about that. And I'm going to read it to you. This poem is called Love After Love by Derek Walcott. And Derek Walcott is a very celebrated poet. He's from the Caribbean islands. And this is one of his poems. The time will come when with elation you will greet yourself alive in your own mirror. And each smile and say, stay, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignore. For another, but one who knows you better. So take down the letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit. Feast. I invite you to take that in for a moment. See your life. You can close your eyes if, you, if that helps you. Feel into your heart space, and you can put your hands up near your heart if that helps. Feel into that space. And imagine you're greeting yourself at the door. And you invite yourself in, and you welcome yourself. 
come, sit, eat, drink wine, eat bread. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for incarnating in this life. Thank you for this journey. Thank you. So just take that in for a moment. And then when you're ready, I'm going to ask you to stay. Put papers down and stand. This is our ritual. I'm going to ask you to open your hands and place them here and just feel the energy in the room, feel the energy in your heart. And bring those hands up to your heart and just hold them for a moment, loving yourself, thanking yourself for being here for living this life, for your personal journey, all your triumphs and all your failings, all of it, take it all in, accepting and loving yourself. And then think of an area in your life where you could love yourself. I commit to loving myself. I hold myself in honor and respect. I extend to myself forgiveness and acceptance and know that I am evolving and growing and all is love. And when you are ready, I'm going to invite you to walk to the person next to you. Thanks for listening. We hope we have brought something of meaning to your day. For information on classes, events, and spiritual support, you can find us at cslwh.org. That is cslwh.org. Blessings on your week.